Broncos country. Let's ride. Welcome back to another episode of From the Stands. I am joined by, you know, you guys. I was dumb, dumb, and dumb. Nah, you know, I'll save it this week. Oh, I was feeling nice it. today, nice Thanks. and generous. That's the first. Um, how about them Broncos, man? I just wore I wore the Russell Wilson jersey today, so I kind of had to clown. They didn't even play this weekend, did they? Yeah, they did. Well, they played Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they lost eighteen to nine or nineteen to nine. Nineteen to eight. Close enough, yeah. Uh, eight points. Have they scored? Yeah, they scored 20 points against Miami. Also and scored against, like 34 against the Washington Commanders. And against the Bears. Yep, Wait, they, they right. played okay. the Washington Commanders? Yeah, they lost because they threw the Hail Mary. Oh, and yeah. And they got it. Yeah, that's right. Who got the Hail Mary? The Broncos. Not the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos, they scored on a Hail Mary, and then they like didn't get the two-point conversion. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. Lost. They're just bad, man. Unfortunately. They are just bad. Um, something that is not bad is us and Pickham. Everybody had a pretty solid week overall, except for um, me. Everybody give a little. Everybody give a little golf clap to Jack with our first perfect week of the season. Nice job there, Jack. Um, I had the second best week of the week at four and five. I unfortunately let Lance. I jumped. I let Lance talk me onto the Dante Moore hype train. Just a poor decision. Um, on my part, I'll take responsibility for making the pick. However, Lance sucks for hyping up Dante more that much. So, and then Lance and Lance and uh, Joe had a three of five showing this week, which, depending on what sport we're talking about, is still Hall of Fame numbers. Hey, three fifths. That's what that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, pretty damn pretty damn good. Still in first, another week on top. So Lance is atop the leaderboard at 18. I don't, know if, I don't know if I've ever scored 18 points in a season before. I don't think you have. You can score 18 in 12 weeks? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Dude, I would have some That's weeks. Like one and a half a week. I would have some weeks where I would go one and four. Oh, I don't know if I ever went 0 oh and 5. I think you did. I think you've had a, oh, at least one. At least one stinker. You were so bad, you had to have at least one. That's and then cool. it was just like I would fall behind two or three points after the first couple weeks. And then I'd be like, and then I'd be like, oh god, I got to make up ground. I'm gonna start taking a bunch of islands that don't really make any sense. And then two turned into five, and then five turned into nine, and then I'm in last. But not this year, so far. Not this year, so far. Halfway mark. Still a lot, lot of picks to be made on this panel here. And Lance is in solo possession of first at 18. Me, Jack. Joe are all tied in last, if that's what you want to call it. No, we're all tied in second. second. All tied at second. Okay. All tied for second at 16. So it is currently still anybody's game. Currently still anybody's game. This is the closest we have been halfway through the season by far. I think last season I was already up on Joe by like six points, and Lance was behind Joe like four points. So it was a pretty... We're talking about a full week's worth of picks, at least, for Lance to even get back in at last season. Um, we are going to go ahead and hop right into it. We will start with, let's start with the most enticing game, I think, of the entire weekend. We got the Penn State Nittany Lions Nittany. against the Ohio State Buckeyes, and it is going to be a treat for all of our college football fans. I like. I think <clears throat> I like, and I think it's funny how, like the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, 
sometimes the Pac-12, their marquee matchups, you've, they're, they're played at noon for the most part. Yeah. And Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, some of the best games of the year for these guys are at noon. And I, I just think it's at 11 it. for some of them, too, because of time zones. I think it's funny how you never see the SEC do that. Georgia will never be playing, or LSU we'll play, and Alabama. We'll play our 3.30 game. We love our 3.30 games. LSU and Alabama Georgia, will never play at Georgia noon. Florida has been 3.30 since I have been alive. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one. I hope both teams are geared up for it because I think it's going to be a good game. Where's it being played? Uh, the State. Shoe. No, it's at Ohio State. Is it? Yeah, I thought it was in Penn State this year. Um, I'm taking Ohio State. It worked for me earlier in the season, and I hope it works for me again this week. Marvin Harrison and Abuka, I think, are going to play really well. Um, both less experienced in terms of like big environment quarterbacks, but I think Kyle McCord playing at home is going to play better than Drew Aller playing in his first game. He did have the Notre Dame game this year. Kyle McCord did have the Notre Dame game. Drew Aller has not had a game like that yet. First big test on the road. I think Ohio State takes it. You go first. Oh, I think, I yeah. think the perfect, perfect game guy should go next. Perfect week. Yeah. You had the best week. So you so, okay, <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it that way this week. Since you went five, you go and then I go and Joe's last. Damn. I, I like, like not going going last is fun. I know. It's easier for sure. I I think both teams are very talented, but my gut says Penn State. My gut leads me to believe that Drew Aller and this Penn State team have looked almost flawless this entire year. They've looked, they haven't had any blemishes, any hiccups, nothing like that. I think Penn State's super talented. They have a really, t- I forget the running back's name, but they have a really talented running back once again, just like every year. Singleton. Singleton. Um, Drew Aller has looked good. He's a, what, sophomore now? Mm-hmm. Looked good for his sophomore year. Um, the defense looks solid. Um, I think they're allowing the second least points per game of any team in college football this year. So I'll, uh, I'll take Penn State and the Nittany Lions to take down the Buckeyes. All right, so me and Jack have a lot of the same thoughts on this game, except for one, and I literally just changed my mind. I think this will be the same story that we see out of Penn State every single year. They haven't played anybody yet this season. They have not won any big games. Their quarterback has not had to prove himself. They're going to come in to Ohio State, a road game against one of the most complete teams, I would say, in college football. They've got a great defense. They've got a great running back. They've got two of the best wide receivers in college football. They've got a good head coach as much as I don't like Ryan Day. He's a good head coach, Um, and I think Kyle McCord has a little bit better of a supporting cast, and he has a proven win behind him already this season in a very tough game against a very tough defense in South Bend. So he knows what it takes to win these big games. I don't think the lights get too bright for him. I think, unfortunately for Penn State, this will be where the rubber meets the road, and it's just not going to work in their favor like most seasons. I would love to see Penn State finally get over the hurdle this year and do something with a talented team. I just unfortunately don't think it will be against Ohio State at Ohio State. So give me the Buckeyes. This is a very tough one for a non-college football fan here. (laughs) And 
having family from Pittsburgh, they're all big Penn State fans, and they're always disappointed every year. But they do have one of the best defenses, I think, in the country. Very representative of my Pittsburgh Steelers. And one of the Buckeyes have been injured. Their backfield has been pretty injured, especially last week. They might get those guys back, but I don't know if they're going to be 100%. And they're one, one of their wide receivers is out. I know they got Marvin Harrison. They got all the good guys. But I think this is the year Franklin finally delivers for Penn State. And I'm taking Penn State to beat Ohio State. Let's go Lions. Let's go Buckeyes. Oh, I didn't like how that sounded. No. no. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the next game? Next game we're doing... Let's go to the next marquee matchup. What's that? Let's go Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. Oh, shit. Two of the best teams in the NFL. And, I mean... This is tough. I I like what I've seen from the Dolphins. I'm a Tyreek fan because he's on my fantasy team. It's in Philly. So tough this place one, to play. Tough place to play. Especially during Red October. It ain't going to be red in, um, I don't know what their stadium's called. But I... Uh, Lincoln Financial. Lincoln Financial. I'm going to take the Dolphins to win this one on the road. I just think that they're a little... Too much for the Eagles. And I like the Eagles, but I think they've gotten worse since last year. And I think the Dolphins have gotten I think the Dolphins have gotten better and I think they're gonna go on a they're gonna continue the the role that they've been on and they're gonna get a win on the road. I don't wanna go next, not because I wanna get a leg up on anyone, but just because I like can't decide. Um I'm having such a hard time. Because I think the Dolphins' offense is obviously potent. Um, but their defense has shown that they're not spectacular. And if they get off to another slow start like they did last week against the Panthers, they're going to lose this game to the Eagles. Um, and on the contrary, the Eagles' offense has looked kind of up and down. didn't look good last week, but it looked good the previous weeks. But their defense has looked solid um, the last two weeks at least. Top 10 defense, I think. Yeah. Got to take one of them. I mean, you can, you tie. can, you can pick a tie. My gut says Eagles, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go against my Miami allegiance for the season and go Philadelphia at home. Gbot, whatever, Gbot game in Lincoln Financial. Give me the home team. I love that pick because it makes me feel a little bit better about taking my pick, which is also the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they have the better defense for sure. I think Philly is one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. I also think that the Dolphins have looked very volatile on defense or on offense. They're either going to put up some insane numbers or they're really going to struggle to move the ball like they did against Carolina. I know Carolina has a good defense. That's been their only calling card the entire season so far. I think The Eagles' defense is on par, maybe a little bit better with some more experience um, and a a better head coach, obviously, a better system. Um, I think the Eagles are going to come into this game fired up after a tough road loss to the Jets. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have his GBOT game. 
he's going to get back on track. Um, I like DeAndre Swift. I like that offensive line. I like the playmakers that they have on the outside and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And I think it's a tight one. I think it's a close one. I think it might be our first true shootout of the season. I know we've been waiting on one. I could see this at 32-28, 35-32 type of game, um, which I would love to see just as a football fan. We haven't really gotten one of those yet this season. I think it'll be the first one, but I think Philly gets back on track at home. Give me the Eagles. All right. I like the Dolphins, but I think <laughs> I'm too excited. The Dolphins are a very fast team, so they're gonna they you're gonna score quick. They're just gonna dink and dunk to Tyreek and Waddle, and they're just gonna run it. Is Tyreek for sure gonna play? Yeah, I don't know. He came back in the game last week against Carolina, so he'll play. But I think what's gonna end up happening? I mean, you saw the only game where they really got into his face was against Buffalo, and, and he struggled. He struggled. Is Carter gonna play? Jalen Carter, because he didn't play this past week. I don't know, but nonetheless, I think the Eagles have depth. A pass rush. Yeah. I think they're going to get after him more so than Buffalo even did. I think Eagles' offense is a lot slower and more meticulous than the Dolphins are, so I could see them controlling like 40-plus minutes time of possession and just controlling the entire narrative of the game. I could see DeAndre Swift rushing for over 100 yards, maybe 150 yards. And I, I'm taking the Eagles. Win at home. I'm on a Dolphins island. All right. The leader on the island's a little sketchy. It is. A little odd, ain't it? Especially with I don't mind like it, though, because if we all pick that one up, we are all only one point back from Lance at that point. I don't mind that one. I do not mind that one. All right, next matchup on the slate is now they kind of get... Either college or UFC. Yeah, we'll finish with the college one before we get into UFC. So last college game on the slate, in my opinion, probably going to be a little bit of an ugly game. We've got the Miami Hurricanes facing off against the Clemson Tigers. In Miami. So, I believe... No, okay. So, Miami has lost two straight now after maybe running the worst offensive play I've ever seen in my to time. To try as, and close out a game. As a college football fan. Lost to Georgia Tech and then got the dog shit beat out of them by North Carolina. They lost by 10. Oh, did they really? Yeah, it was 41-31. Oh, okay. Last time I checked the game. I don't think the box score... Showed what, yeah, it was indicative of last time I the checked. Game. I thought it was. Let me make sure because I could be I could be wrong, but I just want to make sure my numbers are right. But I don't think Mario Cristobal is. I think he is an average coach. That's as far as I'll go. Forty-one, thirty-one. Um, and I know Clemson's been down this year, but I believe that they are the better team. They played well against Florida State. They had a chance to win in overtime. Um, yeah, I'm gonna to win before overtime. Missed like a 30 yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yard field goal. I'm gonna take Clemson. I think Miami is. I think Miami's season is done after that game against Tech, and I think it's just gonna snowball from here. And I'm taking Clemson to win on the road. Uh, Miami's home field advantage does not exist. It's not a real thing. Um, Clemson's a better coach team, a more talented team. Just an overall better football team, in my opinion. Obviously, they have the loss to Duke and Florida State, but I think Miami's players are well aware that their season's kind of dead. I think they know that they're not going to make a playoff. They're not going to make the ACC championship at this point um, on the trajectory they're on, at least. I'll take the Tigers to uh, take them down pretty handily, I'd say. Maybe like a 13-point win. 
might be the first sweep of the week because just like you said, I think everyone in Miami knows their season is done. They, I think you could have tied up their season with a bow and given it away after the Georgia Tech loss. I think the North Carolina loss was really just some icing on the cake. They're poorly coached. Um, Mario Cristobal, while one of the game's best recruiters, is also one of the game's worst game clock managers. He's just not good at it. Um, it's what cost him the Tech game, and it snowballed from there into the North Carolina game. I never have any faith in Miami. I think they're overhyped every single season. I don't care if their team is full of five stars. You got to be well coached and you got to execute. And those are two things that Miami does not do. Two things that Clemson does excel at with Dabo at the helm. So give me the Tigers in Miami. I don't think I need to add anything more to that. Give me Clemson. Roll Tigers. Roll Tigers. I think Miami is the the ACC's version of Texas A&M. A lot of hype. All right, last two. And these are going to be interesting picks because Jack is not a huge fan. It's not that I'm a big fan. I just don't know. I like watching it when it's on, but, like, I just don't know. And then, you know, Joe is getting into it. So it's a little bit newer, especially. Hey, I think I had the best record in UFC last time we picked it. You did just pick the Russians. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're going to get into UFC this week. I think this is... Not just going to be the fight of the year. I think this is the card of the year up to this point. Um, two guys, shout out Kamaru, shout out Volk for taking huge, massive fights on, on such short notice. I believe Volk will be on 11 days notice. 11 days notice for a title fight. And let me tell you, nothing made me happier than to see Charles drop out of that fight because I thought Volk deserved the rematch the entire time. With that being said, we will start with the co-main event in Kamaro Usman and Hamzat Chemaev and Lance takes it. So I will be honest, I've never seen an Usman fight, and I think I've only seen one Chemaev fight, I believe. I know Usman is one of the best middleweights. Welterweights. Welterweights. They're fighting the fight in middleweight. He's one of the best welterweights of all time, but... Shemaev is an up-and-coming star, and he is undefeated. He's 12-0 and up to this point, and he's, I believe he is significantly younger than Usman. I'm going to take Shemaev to extend his undefeated streak. Would you like me to go first, Jack? Uh, is Usman the one that's usually heavier, that's coming? No. No, he's usually lighter. He's usually 170. And Shemaev is usually 185. I'll take the heavier one, Shemaev. All right. So I have never been much of a Kamaru fan. That does not mean that Kamaru is not good. Um, He's taken back-to-back title losses now, Um, one to to defend his belt and then one to regain it against Leon Edwards. Um, The first one was, I liken it to the Chael Sonnen, uh, Anderson Silva, I believe it was second fight where Chael whooped the shit out of Anderson Silva for four and a half rounds, 22 and a half minutes. And then Anderson just being the generational talent that he is or was called him at the very end. That's how I liken the first Usman to Edwards fight is. 
Kamara beat the shit out of him for four rounds. Three or four rounds. Edwards just found his spot and was able to slip that head kick in there, knock that motherfucker out cold. Second fight was a little bit more technical. Leon gets the win again. I think Kamaru is coming into this with a chip on his shoulder. I don't think he would have taken this fight if he was not 110% certain that he was prepared and that he could win. Um, Obviously, you're a little bit newer to this in terms of like the logistics, Jack. Being the lighter guy, like normally fighting in a lighter weight class is not necessarily always a disadvantage. Because Kamaru doesn't walk around at 170. When Kamaru's not like cutting weight to make 170, he's walking around somewhere between 190 and 200. So a natural, comfortable weight for him would be about 185. When you can shed 15, 20 pounds in the span of 7 to 14 days, and you can whoop the shit out of everyone at 170, no reason not to. But I don't think the weight is a disadvantage. I think it might actually come as an advantage for Kamaru. He's going to be fighting a little bit looser, won't have to do as serious of a weight cut, which means he's going to have more energy, um, and it's not going to be as drastic. It's not going to be as harmful on his nervous system and, and things of that nature. I am going to take Kamaru to get back on track because I think if he lost this one, he's done. Um, but he's got skills. The dude can grapple. I like Kamaru against Cumshot. Cumshot. <laughs> that's his nickname, by the yeah. way. Like, yeah. That's what people call him. Well, I think the last person I watched go up a weight class as a non-UFC watcher was John Jones, I'm pretty sure, against Serial. Yep. And it did not, I think it benefited him, like Zach was saying. I don't think it hurt him at all because that was, that was, a, that was a not fair fight for Serial. I'm going to take um, Kamaru Uzman. I think he's going to be, I mean, he's already the favorite. He's, I think he's minus 295. So I'm just going to rock with that. It's I don't minus know. Minus 295? Yeah. You can't, you can't change it now. Can't change, you can't change it now. It now. So I'm taking him to beat the shit out of cum shot. All right. I like it. All right. And then what I believe will be the fight of the year this year. The most excited I have been for a fight. I might be more excited for this fight than I was Sugar and Aljo. More excited for this fight than John Jones returning to the ring. What about Sean Strickland? Way more excited <laughs> than that fight. Um, I think this is going to be a dog fight i think they are going to beat the dog shit out of each other and i think it is going to be one of the best fights we have seen not just this year but in recent memory i'm so hyped for this fight we have got alexander volkanovsky versus islam makachev and lance has the first pick and i'm gonna keep it short and sweet i think volk got robbed the first time and he's winning it this time i'm taking volkanovsky Makachev. Makachev. Where's he from? Dagestan. He's from Russia? Yeah. From the same town that Habib is from. Give me Makachev. I like Russians. Shout out Danny. (laughs) I'm with Lance. Volk might be one of my favorite fighters of all time. The dude is an absolute menace to society. He has beat some of the best that featherweight has to offer 
all time. The dude ran through that division. He's got some of the best cardio I've ever seen. Bro walked out of the first Islam fight basically unscathed. Didn't even look like he got touched. He's taking this fight on 11 days notice for a title shot. And I really just want to see a double champ because who the fuck is that guy? I'm ready to see another one. I think Volk can do it. I think he is a top five UFC fighter of all time. If he wins this and becomes only the fifth double champ in UFC history, give me Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. <laughs> minus means you're the favorite, right? Or the yeah, favorite. yeah. Minus. Man, what the hell? So the thing I just saw said Usman was two ninety five. What is he right now? Two thirty plus two thirty. That's still a. That means plus he's two thirty minus two thirty plus two thirty. Oh, so he's a two thirty uh, underdog. Yeah, uh, I don't care. I don't pick on when I'm watching fights. I don't pick based on the spreads anyway. So. All right. Well, I w- I was like one of the only people. One of the I was the only current member of the pod that got it right the first time. With Islam dominating because he's Russian. But this time, I think Volkanovsky is very pissed off that he got, he didn't get robbed. He didn't play by the rules like Islam did. And I think he's, I think the fight's probably going to end in a knockout. I don't, I don't think it's going to go all the way. And I don't think Islam is going to be able to strike his way to a knockout against. Volkanovski, and I don't think Volkanovski is going to let Islam get him on the ground again because of round four of the last fight. So I'm taking Volkanovski, probably round three knockout. <laughs> awesome. I like that. I like Flipping that. Flipping coins over here, and I'm on an island. I like that. All right. Um, well, it's, all, it's an emotional pick for, for us. For us. Oh, okay. He's well, one of my favorite fighters. I think I, the Rob part is tough because of the way UFC scores events. But, like, just based on the eye test, you could have never told me that Alexander lost the first fight. Like, if you saw what Islam looked like after the fight and Volk after the fight, you'd be like, damn, that dude got the shit beat out of him. Um, Yeah, I think Islam landed 96 punches to Volk's 169 or something like that in the first fight. Something like that. It was was absolutely insane. So, I'm excited for this fight. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I do wish the UFC would quit doing cards in fucking Abu Dhabi because I don't want to watch a fight card. I don't want to have to be sitting down at 11 to watch prelims, 2 o'clock in the, in the middle of the day while you've got some of the best college football games of the season on, like in Ohio State, Penn State. But don't give a shit about the Buckeyes. I promise you I will be watching that main card. Um, other than that, it's going to be a great card. I'm super excited for the event. The UFC crushes it. As always, and again, just shout out to two of the best in the game taking fights on such short notice. Um, But we will hop a little bit more back into the NFL. Another weird week. Puzzling, confusing, (laughs) can't wrap your head around it weekend in the NFL. We say it every week. The last two undefeated teams lose to 500 football teams or worse. The Browns won that game to get to 500. Yeah, so did the Jets. I believe that, yeah. Two uh, and, yeah. Well, were the Jets? Were the Browns 2 and 2? Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were? Who were yeah. the losses? I thought they were 2 and 2. They lost, lost to the Steelers. Steelers, the Ravens, and I thought the Titans. I believe they did lose to the Titans. I thought not, they had they a. They weren't 3 and 2 because we had the edge on them. Maybe they. May, the Ravens were they 3 and had 2. Their, they might have already had their bye last week, but I could have sworn. Yeah, I think yeah, they, they had, had a bye. Last week. I the, sworn the Browns were like, 2 and 2. 
They were two and two. Yeah, and they so won. Three and two. They're three and two okay, now. I was gonna say I don't remember them having three losses. The Jets. The Jets three are three and three. three. Yeah. Um. So you've got the Browns, who I will eat my words on this uh-huh. one. Do have a top three defense after watching them this weekend I in the to, NFL? I have to eat your words on the Brock Purdy one too. Brock Purdy looked like shit. I'm not gonna eat my words on that one yet. He did not look good without yeah. without when you. But you I'm see what he looks like without his his. All right, I can say the same thing about Kirk Cousins against the Panthers this weekend with no Jettas. Like, you can look at a lot of quarterbacks around the league and say that when you don't have your top targets. Um, He's missing Debo and C-Mac, right? Yep. C-Mac went out in, like, the second quarter. Um, So I'm not going to say that yet. I will eat my words on the Browns' defense. It's a top three defense in the league. It might be the only reason they win any more football games this season is because of that defense. They Um, They won a game. Props to P.J. Walker, though. I'm going to give P.J. Walker a little bit of love here because while he didn't play, obviously, a phenomenal game, he was able to move the ball. He led them on the drive to kick the field goal, although, albeit two bullshit-ass penalties. Um, but he, I mean, he didn't throw three fucking interceptions like Desmond Ritter this past weekend. So he threw two. <laughs> he got the win. Uh, that's a tough... I don't know if he got the win. The Browns got the, the Browns defense. got the win, but it's I mean it's tough to get a win against what a top five defense in the league, probably, and the yeah. Niners in your first start since Carolina middle of the season twenty twenty two. Started a game for the Bears last season since, um, his, since his XFL days. But yeah, the Bears defense might be even when Deshaun comes back, they might be the only reason they win any more football games. Yeah, why why are they paying that bum two hundred thirty million dollars to sit out I have, when they got PJ Walker winning? Them. Beating the Niners. No idea. Um, I think if Deshaun played that game, they would have lost. <laughs> you think he does worse than 189 yards and zero touchdowns? I think the team is the team is less motivated around Deshaun because he's such a rapist. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The team, I mean, it, it really does show how good the team is with, they didn't have Deshaun, they didn't have Nick Chubb, and they didn't have Joel Batonio. It really shows how good that team is. That if they, they had the Baker Niners. Mayfield, they would be a Super Bowl favorite right now. I would have him as an... I think they would at least make the playoffs for sure with Baker. With Baker. You think Baker's better than Deshaun Watson? Currently, yes. Hey, they made the playoffs with Baker before they shipped him off. I think it's, I think it's a little biased. Why? Hey, because I think Deshaun gets a lot of hate. What, okay, what, what has did. Deshaun done? They were 2-2. Two and two. And he, yeah, the he only played like three, three games. games. The Bucks were like, I think he was 2-1 and one in the games he played. And then the Bucks are, what, 3-2 and two in the games that Baker's played? Baker has played better football. But the Bucks don't have that Browns defense. Yeah, I don't know. I think Deshaun Baker's the quarterback. hate because of what he does, rightfully so, but I don't think he's like a bottom 10 quarterback in the league. He's the no? worst quarterback in the division. He's third <laughs> <Wrong>. worst. <laughs> third worst. What do you mean? He's better than Kenny Pickett. No. Deshaun? Deshaun is not, very- <laughs> Deshaun is not a $230 million man. No. No, he's not, but he's not. I don't think he's bottom fifteen. He's bottom fifteen. The only person that deserves two hundred thirty million dollars is fucking Patrick Mahomes, and he got double that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't even think also, deserves right now. I think the Browns would one hundred percent be a playoff lock with Baker. I think it's so interesting. I don't think how good do you think Baker is? I just think one Baker brings better energy to the team, which is something that team is lacking on offense. Nobody views Deshaun as a leader on that team. Nobody. 
I think to Joe's point, they probably would have lost that game this weekend if Deshaun's playing. Because when you have like a bum quarterback, you all like rally around that mofo, like Brock Purdy. That's what they did with Brock Purdy. So last Baker's year. a bum. No. no, that's what you just said. No, he I'm said Deshaun's Deshaun. a bum. You all? Or, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry. About he was saying PJ Walker, Walker oh, is a bum. Oh, like when Brock Purdy first came in last last week, everybody was like, "All right, this dude's gonna be a bum." So what does this team do? They're like, "All right, we just got we got to fucking kick everybody's ass now because this guy sucks." That's what they did with PJ Walker, and they won. If it was Deshaun, they'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> Sean might be able to make the throw. He <laughs> just walked like this guy's not making just it. Just another yeah. week in rainy Cleveland. Yeah. Well, here you go, Deshaun. Yeah. I don't think Deshaun is – I think Deshaun is at least outside of the top 12 for sure. That's fair. 12. I think he's like 14. I think 15. he could – I think depending on the week, he is bottom 15. I think he's bottom 12 in the AFC. He's bottom he's half. The he's, 12 in the AFC. I put him in the bottom half of the league. Okay, AFC, you got Oh god. You got Lamar's better. Burrow's let's go better. worse. If he's bottom twelve, if he's bottom okay. twelve, let's go worse. You guys say Kenny. Gardner so. Minshew's worse. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is worse. Desmond Ritter is worse. Des- we're, we're, just AFC. we're just going AFC. Oh, we're just going AFC. Zach Wilson is like kind of bored. No, he's worse than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he's worse than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I was say Zach Wilson, but I Mac Kenny Jones Pickett. is worse than Deshaun Watson. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, uh, is Russell Wilson worse than Deshaun Watson? Yes. Right now, Russell Wilson mm. is worse than. Worse I think. Nah, the same. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. They even look the same. <laughs> All right, Jimmy would, Garoppolo is worse than Deshaun Watson. Mm. They're about the same, man. Yeah. No. They got the same record. Deshaun is. D- Deshaun is, is more Deshaun skilled. Deshaun is more skilled. I don't know that he is much. Better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Ryan Tannehill's worse. Ryan Tannehill's worse. So that's six that he's worse than, <laughs> that he's better than. Then yeah. you have Russell Wilson, who's like, I mean, about on par, I think, with and production. Then, and then currently, CJ current Stroud, production. CJ Stroud is probably on the. Right now, CJ Stroud is better. Yeah. CJ Stroud is better this season than Deshaun Watson. The Browns with CJ Stroud would be a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> so that's six of that's six of fifteen teams who he's better than. So he's automatically tenth or ninth. In so bottom half. I mean, I mean, I mean, ninth or that's just in the AFC. Yeah, bottom half of AFC quarterbacks. You said bottom half of the NFL. I still he said, think, he said bottom twelve. I said he's at least out of the top twelve. I corrected myself. I said at least out of the top twelve. Lance said he's for sure bottom fifteen. I and said, I, told, I said so six there. I would feel good about bottom I can, half. I can go. Bryce Young is worse. Desmond Ritter is worse. What about Justin Fields. Uh, uh, Justin Fields is better. He's on a worse team. No, Justin Fields is worse than. He is not worse than Deshaun. I think he's more. He's, this is so Justin. recent. This is so much recency bias. He had like two good. Yeah, weeks. But, but okay. But Deshaun didn't play weeks. for an. Deshaun but didn't play for two seasons. Three and a half weeks ago, we he didn't were play for two seasons. Justin Fields might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. And then he has two good weeks. And you're like, I think. I think than, we I mean, all can agree though that if Justin Fields was on the Browns, seventy-five percent of other teams in the league, he would be ten times better than he is currently. You said it yourself when we were talking about it last night. I said if he was drafted. You said that not a single person could ex- could succeed with the Bears right now. That's true. Not a single person. Doesn't mean I think he's worse than Desha- or better than Deshaun Watson. Anyway, well, I just we can we can put him and Russell Wilson in the same category. Let me just look at Deshaun's numbers for you then this season because I don't Deshaun is not good. I don't what he did in Houston is gone. Same thing with Fucking Russ in Seattle. Ain't neither one of them the same players, and it looks like they never will be again. Deshaun Watson is like Jets Le'Veon Bell. We have to base Deshaun Watson 
off of what we saw for the final half of the season last year. Final half of the season last year. And so we're judging Justin Fields based on that line, based on that too, based on half final half of the season last year. And the three games he's played this year. The three games he has played this year, he has 678 yards. Yep. So four TDs. Yep. Two picks. Okay. With the 21st worst QBR in the NFL at 46.6. Yep. He has completed 63.7% of his passes. Uh, This is not to make excuses. No Nick Chubb and no left tackle and no. Pro Bowl left guard. Also, okay, so the that, first game that they at that played, point, then Danny Dimes should be better than Deshaun Watson. I think Tyrod Taylor's better than Danny Dimes. He, he looked better he last looked night. Better last night. But that first game that they played was in a monsoon. They could not throw the ball at all. In you that can't weather. I'm just saying, but he's only played three games, so it's a small enough sample size to where each game matters that much. They played in a monsoon where they weren't throwing the ball at all. Okay, well, so that's the other problem. The motherfucker won't play. He's been medically cleared since the day before they lost the Ravens. Okay, so we'll look at we'll look at Danny Dimes then. Why are we looking at Danny Dimes? Because Daniel Jones, uh, your excuses for Deshaun, I mean, is that he's missing Nick Chubb. Yep. He's missing his left guard. Yep. He's missing his left tackle. Okay, Daniel Daniel Jones has missed his entire offensive line. Wrong. Not. What do you mean wrong? He's missing his left tackle. His, in, fi- is, in, fi- in five games, in five, five games, they have started five different. Sets of but offensive line. They didn't linemen. have an offensive line to begin with. It's not like they. Were, okay, yeah, you're right. So, so they they did like not have starting a good. Team. They did not have an offensive line to begin with. You are right. He has played Daniel this is Jones. What I was arguing two weeks ago is that Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than y'all are making him out to be because he doesn't have an offensive line. Y'all make him seem like crap. But in in five games with that offense, no. My point is now how bad Deshaun is. Right. In five games with the worst offensive line in football, I yes. think we can all come to a consensus on that. Yep. Daniel Jones, 884 yards. So two, 200 more yards in two more games. Two TDs. So two less touchdowns. One more game. Because Daniel Jones didn't play yesterday. No, no, no he's no, played no, five, though. Because that was so their two six. Two less touchdowns in two And games. six interceptions. And two, how many however, more? Four more picks. However, in those same games, he has played two more games than Deshaun. Yep. He has a better completion percentage. He's averaging about the same yards per attempt. He has been sacked 28 times. That's a big number. 28 times in five games. Deshaun has been sacked, I believe, 12 times in three games. That's a lot of sacks per game. Getting well, when four you're, times when per you're game. playing TJ Watt, there's not much you can do about it. Deshaun has been <laughs> sacked. Deshaun was sacked 12 times. I don't know. I... His completion percentage was. Almost five full points lower than Danny Dimes, with more weapons. Yeah, yeah, but like, why are we talking about yards per game and yards per or yards per attempt and yards per when when he had four more picks in two? No, two I, more said, games? I said I said I didn't say anything. I I know I brought up the stat, but right now I was talking about completion percentage. Daniel Jones, with Darren Waller being his top receiving threat, has a f- five points higher completion percentage. What was his? Deshaun. He's also thrown four more picks. I'd rather have th- five less completion percentage. He's thrown four more picks. picks and been sacked 16 more times. How many of those picks do you think... Okay, how many of those picks do you think were tip balls? I don't know. 
Probably. I know they're in the games that we've watched, they weren't tipped. He's basically Kenny Pickett, man. Who, Daniel Jones? No. Oh. Deshaun. We know how bad Kenny is. Hey. How, how many, many yards? How many he, games has Kenny played this year? Five. How many yards? Five games. How many yards you got? 1,027. Okay, I feel okay, pretty so good about my bet. Four. About 400 more than Deshaun. Huh? We're not, he's 400 still more than Deshaun in, in two more if he stays on, If he stays yeah, on that okay, pace. Well, right now, Deshaun is averaging... 220 yards a game. I wish it would show me. Well, if he's got 687, he's played three games, it's like 235. Mm, a little bit less. It's like two, 226. Yeah, 226. So Kenny's averaging 205 with the worst offensive coordinator in, ever <laughs> in the NFL. So they're pretty close. Yeah. 205. 20 yards separates him. 205 times 17, Lance, is... Like thirty four ninety one. Oh, dude! <laughs> yeah, I thought, what was his line? Thirty five hundred. Fuck, oh, dude. <laughs> um, what's Kenny? What's Kenny's completion percentage? Fifty nine point seven. <laughs> okay, so exactly four points lower than Deshaun. How many touchdowns he's got? Five. So one more than Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Which, if Deshaun had played four games on his current track, he would have five. No. And, on four and three, so he'd have if he'd played five games, he'd have six. And he has no, because he's, he's at least he, a he's had one two touchdown game. Yeah, and so he has, and if he plays two more games, he'll have at least two more, which is six or seven. I give him six. He also has rush. I know he has at least a rushing touchdown this year. He Deshaun's has, all he has one. Deshaun's also been hurt. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's medically cleared. He's just a vagina. <laughs> I mean, against Pittsburgh. Bro had a 16.3 quarterback rating. There's not much you can do with that defense, though. So. <laughs> I just I don't think Deshaun is very good. I don't think Deshaun is That's very fine. good. Glad you avoided that interceptions line because I did not want to say that. What interceptions line? The Kenny Pickett interceptions yeah. line? What, He's got many? five touchdowns, four picks, so not very good. Four to two. Less yeah. than Daniel Jones? Yes. Deshaun is not very good. I don't think he's as I think I think he gets a horrible shtick because of what he did. Obviously, that's fair. I don't think so. I think people are watching him play. Nobody said and he's Big playing ben. like shit. Nobody said Big Ben sucked. They just said he was a rapist. They're saying both about Deshaun. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, bro. Nobody. I'm not just. I don't give a shit what he did off the field. This podcast talks about players and what they do on the field. Unless you do something like. Really stupid that happened a few days ago, and we got to talk about it because it's funny. But, like, that Deshaun shit is over with. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I'm basing him off of what I have seen on the field. What I have seen on the field is that dude is a $230 million version of Lamar Jackson. I agree he's overpaid. A worse, I'm not disagreeing A with worse that. Lamar. A worse, guess, a worse just, Lamar. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that would basically be Justin Fields. <laughs> Fair. He's not as mobile as he once was. Like, he has not been putting up numbers on the ground. I have yet to see him complete very many deep balls. He's not very accurate, only completing 64% of his passes. His QBR is bottom 11 in the league. Are you watching Browns games, or are you just listen Like... How many Browns games have you watched this year? Like start to finish? Yeah. 
or at all? Uh, I watched some of Brown Steelers week one or week two. I'm sorry, week two. They played the Bengals, I believe, week one. Yeah, they won that game. Which I watched some of just because I thought they would get their ass beat. And then I saw Joe Burrow play like shit. I don't believe I watched. Hey. I don't believe I watched any of. I don't believe I watched any of Brown's Titans, which is the last game he played. But I would say I've probably seen Deshaun on the field like of true game time. Like 25, 30 minutes. I don't think he's as bad. My, that's my personal opinion. I don't think he's that bad. But I'm I'm just saying, that's me watching him. I'm not taking into account any of the shit that other people are talking about or anything that has occurred off the field. Oh, dude. Whose ankle is that? Brock Bowers. My Lord and Savior. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my Lord, dude. Snapbag. That snapbag Jack said he's likely out for the season. That's not accurate. Dude's ever, a moron. Ever that dude's an idiot, three. dude. He might be talking about the regular season. There's no way he comes back in three weeks. If his ankle looks like that, he's not coming back in three weeks. He's built different. Three, well, he's also got a bye, so three playing weeks. He's got to have surgery this week, so the bye doesn't he really count. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah, so he's already he's got a full week and then another full week. So before we even play our next game, bro, he's got two weeks to recover. And he's not like Deshaun, so when he's medically cleared to play, he'll actually play. He ain't coming back in three weeks. If he does, no, he won't he come back in three he'll weeks. He'll come back in like five. He'll be back for the playoffs. I think he might be back for he'll the be, Tennessee game. Yeah, he might be out for the regular season, but that's it. He might be back for the Tennessee game, which is November 18th. It's in a little over four weeks, four and a half weeks. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, let's move off to Sean. I don't know why we're talking about mid ass QBs. All, yeah, also, they're f- out of the five teams in the NFL that are five and one. One of them is the bum Detroit Lions. Bum, bum. I'm just saying because they've always been bad. But five and one, they are tied for the best record in the NFL since week nine of the NFL season last year. They were showing a graphic while they were playing the Bucks. Who's the fifth team? Because it's Chiefs, Dolphins. Chiefs, Dolphins, Lions, 49ers, 49ers, Eagles, Eagles. Yeah, the Lions. They're third. They're now thirteen and three since week nine of the NFL season last season, which is the third best record in the NFL. They have impressed me yeah, because I good. I was not impressed after they played my Falcons. I was like, "That's we suck." I was like, "But that's a mid ass team." No part of their game looked like outstanding to me. Their offense was okay. Their defense played well for playing. Desmond Ritter. They remind After, me of the, uh, the dragon meme. Huh? Oh, I know what you're talking about. The one where all, there's, there's like, like a bunch of heads and they're all like menacing and then there's one that looks like derpy. Like, you know what I'm talking about? No. I know what you're talking about. Out. Yeah, that's... The, I you know have the Chiefs, Niners, Eagles, Dolphins that are all like super, super mean looking dragons and you have the one that's like the... This guy. The Nickelodeon dragon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They did that and put the lines on the dirt? Yeah, that's what I... No, that's, I'm just saying that's what that reminds me of. That's oh. what the lines would be. <laughs> I think... I don't think they're, like, legit Super Bowl contenders. They could win a playoff game. I think all four teams that they are currently tied for with best record are much better than them roster-wise. I think Dan Campbell's still... Obviously, he's still learning... Um, I think Nick Sirianni is a better coach. 
I think Andy Reid is the best coach out of the five. I think Mike McDaniels is a better coach. I think Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is a is a much better coach. They're all four of those teams are better coached. They have more talent, and they have something that is important in the NFL playoffs. They have experience, which is something obviously that the Detroit Lions lack a lot of. But I do think they could win a playoff game this year. I could see them bouncing the Cowboys first round. That'd be awesome. I could too, and it would be <laughs> fantastic. It's a rematch of the 92 playoffs. I definitely think they can win a playoff game. And I think that should be the goal for all Lions fans. Like, I think you have to be realistic about your team, and I think a realistic expectation is to win a first-round game. That would be better than anything the Lions have done in the last 30 or 27 years. I don't think you could be mad at that. That's a step in the right direction. They're still missing some veteran presence on the defensive side, which was unfortunate. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson for the season, and it looks like Emmanuel Emmanuel Mosley. He's done for the year. So they lost that veteran presence that they went out and picked up. That is unfortunate. It does not negate the fact, however, they are missing that veteran presence. And I think – I don't know what's missing on their offense, but I think they're just like one piece away from being a Niners offense or – a Dolphins offense, or I don't know if an it's, Eagles offense. I don't. I mean, no, when Demont's when Demont's healthy, he can play. He play, He'll play well. I think what they're missing, and it it's nothing that they can necessarily like control. I think their skill position players are good. They could use maybe one more wide receiver to complement Aminra. A true wide receiver too. Josh Reynolds, He's like a Williams. like a T Higgins to a Jamar Chase, yeah, or like a like a Brandon Ayuk to Debo, uh, Devontae Smith to an AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle. I think all I think exactly. part, part of it too is they're just like Dan Campbell and who's what's their offensive coordinator's name? No idea. Nope, not any chance. Dan Campbell and their offensive coordinator are not offensive masterminds. They are not Kyle Shanahan's. They are not Mike McDaniel's. No, and I'm not saying they. But I think Dan that, Campbell won't ever be one. No, I just that's think what I'm, he is a lot less experienced than these other guys. I'm just saying I think that's what their offense doesn't have that like the Niners have and the Dolphins have is just scheming, certain scheming that just completely blows up the offense. And yeah, for make, sure. And that's where I, that was my main point about the coaching, is that these other guys, Mike McDaniel's, Andy Reid. Um, Kyle Shanahan, all offensive masterminds. And Nick Sirianni isn't no slouch. I think he's more of a defensive guy, but he does have Hurts and A.J. Brown and DeAndre Devontae Swift. Smith. Devontae Smith. Yeah. One of the best O-lines in football. Yeah. So, like, that's another completely packaged team. But I think the Lions can 100% win a first-round playoff game this year. And I think – for Detroit fans, that should be, one, what you're aiming for, and two, y'all should take that as a great season. You have been one of, like, three laughingstocks in the NFL for the last quarter century. A playoff win changes that. It brings a new identity to the team. It brings experience to the team. It makes players want to play in Detroit. And so I think that would be 
very viable and a, and a good expectation for all Detroit fans out there. And I really hope to see it because, you know, I like Dan Campbell. I like what he's doing down there. I like that he's a little unorthodox. And I like Jared Goff. I never thought Jared Goff was the problem in L.A. Um, so I'm glad to see he's, you know, revitalized his career and is really kicking ass down in Detroit. But I don't think, I think they're, you know, like, they're 1B. The other four teams that are 5-1 and one are 1A. Detroit is 1B. Along with, I would say, like the Cowboys are about the same tier as Detroit. What about the Seahawks? Um, I, think, I think they lack... I don't trust Geno. They lack explosiveness. DK's not, DK is not explosive as he was when he came into the league. Tyler Lockett's getting old. Kenneth Walker's the best part of that offense. And he's been dogging. I would know I got him on my fantasy team. But I don't trust Geno anymore. I'm just not a big Pete Carroll fan. I don't trust the Jags right now either. No. Are the Bengals in that category? Yeah, the Bengals are 1B. The Ravens? No. No. The Ravens are 1C. We're, we're just, two. we're just, yeah, we're just like two. Well, let's just go so to the, two. So the Bears are 1Z? No. Oh, the Ravens, no. best Bears are not Ravens are tier two. Like the only way Ravens are getting into playoffs is a wild We should card. do that next week. We should make a tier list. Like 1A. Yeah, we should, we should all come with a tier list of 1A through F of where we rank teams. And then we could do it with like quarterback. Queers tears. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> <laughs> what a segment, dude. We'd attract some new fans with that one. Yeah. Until they realized we were talking about sports and then uh, James Charles, number one. Ugh. Hey, some of them like sports. David Dobrik, number two. That one in Athens. Um <laughs> fucking bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> we will move on briefly. I want to touch on baseball. Me and Lance were <laughs> I mean, there's not much heartbroken. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm, I don't really want to get back into that series because that is we're in Spain, but the S is silent. See, see um, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. What? Fuck it. Attaboy, Harper. He never said it, by the way. He said did he you, did. Huh? He said, I didn't think anyone could hear me when he said it. Really? That was his quote, yeah. yeah. That was the whole thing. Is that he was like, I thought the... Because Brode never paper. speaks English. Yeah, well... Never speaks English, one. And two, the reporter who reported it was a Phillies reporter, and he called him Michael Arcia. Was it Mikhail? No, his name's Orlando. His name's Orlando. (laughs) And in the article, he says Michael Arcia. So I thought that was just a big-ass hoax by a Philly reporter to try and fire the guys up. Regardless, I don't think that made a difference. Bryce Harper is one of the best postseason players of our generation. He now holds the MLB record for most home runs in the NLDS. Dude has a knack for coming through in the big moments. And you know what? I don't like him because he is always towards the Braves. But dude has been hella underappreciated for years. For years, it was Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. And then you had Aaron Judge and... Giancarlo, and now you've got Ronnie, and Bryce Harper has always been looked at kind of as that tier two guy. He's a baller. You got to give respect where respect is due. Game recognized game, and Bryce Harper is a gamer. Dude can play. Also, unfortunately for us and anybody who doesn't like the Phillies, uh, world conflict is going on, so that means that Nick Castellanos becomes one of the greatest baseball players in the history of the game. 
Um, dude heard about the war in Israel, and he said, "Y'all watch this shit." And he came out and lit us up. I don't uh, under I, I don't know what it is about him and world conflict, but if there's a war going on, you best believe Cassianos is hitting three hundred plus with three plus bombs in a series. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I was about to say something, but I figured yeah, go I, take his over an underdog fantasy. I figured I should leave what I was about to say out. So probably. Because I just heard you go, ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unless, Joe, you'd like to cut it out. Oh, no, no, don't say it, man. Okay. No. I'll say it when. I think I know what you're going to say. I don't want to hear what you got to say. He sounds Italian. Is he Italian? Uh, Cassianos? I, yeah. No idea. He he looks like an Italian bitch. Yeah, dude is a, the, he looks like the definition of a douchebag. Props to them, then they got the job done, they won. It sucks, but. Um. What can you say? It's okay, though. I'm a Rangers fan now for the playoffs. Go D-backs. I think all of America is rooting for the Rangers right now. I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks. I'm talking about in oh, the in Rangers' series? current oh, yeah. series. They're playing the Astros. Um, Max Scherzer has been named the Game 3 starter. Really? He's going to get teed off on, bro. He's going to get destroyed. Oh, Houston is going to tee huh? off on him. He's just old, and he keeps getting hurt. He keeps he got, getting hurt. He got hurt. Last year, he got tagged by the Astros. In the yeah. playoffs, I believe. Did he play for the Mets last year? He played for the Mets in the beginning of this season. That's what I thought. And he uh, did he oh, play? Man. Didn't he play with the Mets last year? I thought he did. 2021, he played with the Dodgers. 2022. Right. Because he, he got hurt like right after we beat them. Right after we teed off on him in game two. Yeah. He went to the Mets, and he was not good with the Mets. And then they traded Either him. Either way, Rangers. I... I think the Astros are going to drop their nuts on the table against Max Scherzer. I still think, overall, the Rangers win this series. Might not be enough if they're down 2-0. I think they go up 2-0 tonight. I think Evaldi's going to pitch well. I want the D-backs to beat the Phillies. I do not see it happening. No. I want to see them beat the Phillies. I do not see them happening. Um, So, realistically, we're getting Phillies-Astros. Realistically, we should get a Phillies-Rangers World Series. And the Rangers are going to win. Yes, they're up one zero. They're they're hot. They have they're seven and zero in the playoffs so far this season, and they've swept two teams. Just wait till they bring out the trash cans, man. <laughs> the Astros, <laughs> they might come out tonight. Well, how many games did they play in Minnesota? They they played f- two games in Minnesota, two games in Houston. Yeah, the Twins did win one game. The Twins would not no have won twins. a game. Twins would not have won a game in Houston if they had the trash cans. No, not a chance. But yeah, unfortunately, I I think the Phillies will make the World Series again. It's a good lineup. Like it's a good lineup. They yeah. got hot again. They got hot just like they did last season. They got hot at the end of the season. Um, I'm not making excuses. I am just speaking my mind as someone who has played the game. The week break for the number one and number two seed, is not an advantage. It is a disadvantage. Baseball players are creatures of habit. The more you play, the better you play. And if you're in a slump in the at the end of the season, the best thing to do is continue to get A-Bs. Because you have to... The only way to get out of a slump is to hit your way out of a slump. Having a week off is not... A good thing. It is not a benefit. It also you should the MLB should reseed. 
There is no reason that as the number one seed, you're playing a four seed when there's a six seed out there on the table. Like the NFL does it? Exactly. No reason you should be playing the four seed as the one seed. Now you've got the disadvantage of being off for a week, and you have to play the better team. You have to play the better team. It should reseed. You should get the lowest The NFL seed. reseeds after the wild card? Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's the one seed gets a bye, then there's three teams, and then um, the the one seed plays the lowest seed that won. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hours. So I think they should reseed. I think they need to look at that playoff format again because I never had – the only time anybody ever had a problem with the single-game wild card is when their team lost in it. Like when the Braves got beat by the Cardinals and Chippers last season, yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, I wanted a three-game series. Of course I wanted a three-game series. Probably wouldn't have changed the outcome, though. The Cardinals, I think, went on to go to the World Series that year. What year was that? <sighs> Chippers last year. 13? 14? They at least made it to the CS. Mm, that sounds about the time that they beat the Rangers in the World Series. E- either way, I'm not going to look that up. But that was the only time anybody in baseball was mad about that game. Otherwise, it was an electric game every year. Every year, nobody was complaining unless your team lost. There was no reason to go out and change that because now the number one, number two seeds have to sit. They get out of rhythm. They come in cold while whoever won their wild card series is now, I mean, they're hitting. Their pitchers are locked in. Everybody's fresh. Everybody's ready to go. The break does not benefit ball players. It just doesn't. Like if you, if you ever played tournaments growing up, right, what was the best way to do it on a Sunday? You start that 9 a.m. game. You were a low seed in pool play. Nobody's giving you a lot of chance to win. You're showing up. You're a little tired from Saturday. You've got, you know you've got a lot of work ahead of you, and you win that 9 a.m. game. You get 30 minutes. You turn around. You play your next elimination game at it, it, 11.30, noon. You play at noon. You win that noon game, and you're like, oh, shit, man. Like The bats are hot. We're playing well. We feel good. Turn around, give me that 2.30, give me that 3 o'clock game, last elimination game before the chip. You win that 3 o'clock game, nobody's stopping you in that championship game. You come in to face, you know, a top seed who had a three-hour break waiting on you guys. They're sluggish. They're tired. They're not ready. The bats aren't hitting. The pitchers are cold. The, you know, the fielders are making errors. Everybody's off their game. That team that got to play all day that's, you know, a little tired but – have the thrill of winning three straight games back-to-back-to-back and making it to that championship game, that's the team that wins nine out of ten times regardless of talent because you're ready. You are ready to play, and the MLB is the same way. It's no different. Baseball is like that from the time you're four fucking years old to the time you're 38, and uh, I just, I'm not a fan, but I'm I'm not going to make excuses. We didn't hit. We got out hit. Got out pitched. We got out pitched. You get out hit, you get out pitched, you lose baseball games. And it is what it is. So props to the Phillies. I'll give credit where credit is due. I still think your fans are annoying as hell. And they are from Philly. Um, but you won the series, so props, congratulations. Go D-backs. Um, <laughs> lastly, lastly, I just want to touch on the NBA really quickly before we wrap this up. Next, next week we'll be uh, talking about the – Talking about the first 
week of the regular season. First week of the regular season. Talking about how Legoat's going to win MVP at That's right. 39. Legoat's winning the MVP. Legoat's player of the year. He's winning. He's winning comeback player of the year. He's winning. He's winning. He's winning. Y'all ready to wrap this episode up? And he's winning the and he's winning the championship. Yeah. Y'all ready to wrap this episode up? And Western Conference Finals MVP. La King. He'll be inducted while he'll he's playing too. And La they're, they're retired both of his La jerseys. La Hall of Famer. Yeah, every team's retiring six and twenty-three. They're re-retiring twenty-three for for the Bulls. They're re-retiring and putting and the LeBron's heat. jersey up there instead of Michael Jordan's. All hail the How does it taste? I would. Does it have great. some flavor to it at least? <laughs> it tastes good. like victory, man. Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how you guys choke on it for so long. Out of 10 I don't times. understand it. Is it ten or Breathing seven? Through your nose. Like I would have died of suffocation. You gotta learn to breathe through. What it's is ten years ago? Because it's is, that big. What's the favorite meal that your parents made for you as a kid? That was a bad question. Not a lot. <laughs> McDonald's. What is your favorite meal? My mom makes fantastic lasagna. That's what it tastes like. My mom's homemade lasagna. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I thought. Don't do that. I thought you were gonna say. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nah, that lasagna is way better than Le- than LeBron. Get the fuck out of here. Tastes pretty good to me. I don't know. I'm not a choker, nor am I a swallower like you guys, so I just I don't think I would understand. Um threes. Your Eastern Conference Finals champion. The Bucks. The Celtics. Celtics. Celtics, fuck that! No, I'm with Joe. I got the Bucks. Celtics couldn't. Even, uh, I guess the Bucks couldn't either. The Bucks have the Bucks. <laughs> the, the Bucks have they got Giannis, yeah. who knows what it takes to win a championship, and they got Dame, one of the clutchest players of our generation. I wanted to ask: Do you guys think Giannis is kind of overrated? Giannis? No. no, I do. Really? Where do you have him? Where do you think? In he's what rated? way? Well, well they, they, they claim that he's like the best player, like one of the like the number one player in the league. Him and Jokic are one A, one B. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would agree. But he only has one move. The dude can't shoot. All he can do is rush. He can barely really make can't free stop throws. It. Here's, it doesn't matter if you can't. And stop that's him. why is because he has one move. Everybody knows the one move that is coming, and he still averages thirty one. It's like saying Kareem's game. overrated because he uses the sky hook over and over. Or like that Shaq was overrated because all Shaq could do was score Holy layups and, and dunk on people. But Jokic can do everything. Yeah, but Yo- yeah, Gian- but, but you, Gian- you can't stop Giannis. Giannis you can't stop Jokic either. Yeah, that's why they're that's one why A and one B. Jokic is Jokic should be one. I don't know because like Jokic isn't as good on defense. But Jokic the heat, can't play the heat defense. Stopped Giannis just fine. I just well, yeah. All you have to do is build a wall, and you can't, he can't run through the wall. Yeah, but he also oh, now wow. he's got a shooter. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying him as a player, not him as a. Okay, but you could say if if you can double team Jokic the entire time, and he'll still three sixty throw up a fucking three. From behind, he's got the ugliest jump shot I've ever. Ugliest seen. jump shot. And it shot goes in. Seen. Giannis couldn't make a three to save his. I'm not arguing that Giannis is better than Jokic I'm at all. Saying, I think I think Jokic is the best player, and Giannis is number two. I would take Jokic. I I would take. Oh, here we go. Shay. We're gonna get a hot. I would take, take Steph over Giannis right now. If I need a if I need a seven game series one, I'm taking Steph Curry really? over Giannis. I don't know. I think Giannis. I'm not mad at that on. in terms of. I think the, Giannis of brings the, too much value on defense. I'm not mad at that in terms of the clutchness and the greatness and the experience that Steph brings. Yeah. But I think if we're talking about 
right now in Steph's 35, 36-year-old season and Giannis's 29-year-old season, I would take Giannis. He plays he plays better defense than Jokic. He's one of the yeah. best defenders in the league at the four. He can guard both fours and fives. And threes. And threes. He's quick laterally, Huge. which is something that you do not see out of a guy that is 6'11", something that Jokic does not possess. Strong as hell. Strong as shit. He's a great rebounder. Good leader. Good clubhouse presence. Like I, He brings a lot more intangibles than just being able to like drive straight down the lane and get, get a bucket. I think like, Giannis... He's a, he's a complete like player, Giannis. in my opinion. I think he's, he's 1B. I don't even think it's one and two. I think he's one B. He plays a true... I think the reason that maybe like... And I'm sure there's other people that agree with you, Joe. He's not flashy. And he doesn't do things that like these modern era power forwards do. He plays the game like a 1990s four or five. But they had they had good mid-range back if then. If you think about it... If you think about it, and you break it down into the most basic of basic categories, like scoring, passing, rebounding, defense, leadership, I think Giannis has him on four of them. Has Jokic? Yeah. He's a better rebounder than Jokic. He's a better defender. He's a better leader, in my opinion. Not not a better facilitator, better like passer, better leader. Giannis is a significantly better passer, but, I mean, uh, Jokic is a significantly better passer, but I think Giannis is a better scorer. No. He's he's got one way to score, but he, yeah, but he can score at will. But he does it. He can but score at will. That's what I'm saying. That's he what I'm didn't saying. That's do what I'm it saying. in the if playoffs. He did not do. It. He could, as soon as a defense was that was capable of defending him knocked blocked that off. He didn't. He had no other way to score. He also had nobody else. If that you could have score. a defense that blocks Jokic off from driving, but Jokic could also. Jumper. But Jokic just could also kick it to Michael Porter Jr. He could kick it to Jamal Murray. He could kick it to Will. No, not Will Barton. Well, Giannis could have kicked it to Middleton. Could have kicked it to Middleton. Was hurt during Jeff that Green. What's his name? Celsius boy. Drew, Drew Holiday. Not a scorer. Yeah, he's Drew Holiday is a pass first point guard. You, Chris Middleton was his best weapon. I think Middleton maybe played a game or two during that series. I think he was hurt. Grayson Allen. Bobby Portis. Brooke Lopez. Ooh, Brooke Lopez, who's like, 38 years I old. I don't like Michael Porter. Michael Porter can shoot. Did you hear the interview about him the other day? No. Nah. You're like, why do you shoot the ball so much? He's like, because they pay me to shoot. They don't pay me to pass. They pay me to stand there, catch the ball, and shoot it. It's fair. Michael Porter, he had... KCP, who is a great shooter in all of their series throughout Jamal the playoffs. Murray. Jamal Murray, who is a create-his-own-shot type of guy. Jeff Green. Jeff Green, who is a stand-up shooter. Who's a- number nine? Aaron Gordon. Guard. Oh, Aaron Gordon. I'm blanking on the guard. Who was one of the lankiest fours in the league. Aaron Gordon's, uh, Aaron Gordon's just like fucking Giannis on offense, dude. Except That's he's not like true. four inches, yeah. five and inches shorter. Exactly. Like, he can't just go score when he wants to score. I think Giannis averaged like 30 points. He did. Against the Heat? No. Yeah. Against the Heat, maybe. Well, yeah, so did Joel. And there were six players that averaged 30 points last season. Not in the regular season. I mean, if you want to go by points per game, you can put Embiid in there, too, because he, he had the highest, I think. He had the highest out of everybody. Would it be the 2022 or the 2023 playoffs? 
Oh, yeah, because they play into the... I think Giannis is a better... He only played overall. three games in the playoffs this year. He didn't play for one of them. He was but only, it was only four games total. 23.3 points, 11 boards. That was the game they came close to, closest to winning was the one that he didn't play in. And five assists. Sure. How many points? 23 and a half, 11 yeah, boards. It was, it was a five-game series. And five and a half assists. What? It was five? We won a game five? Yeah. That was the game they won, was the one Giannis didn't play in. Was it? Yes. Anyway. Um... Yeah, that's right. LeBron's gonna LeBron's gonna have a good year. The Lakers are gonna go. They're gonna win 48, 49 games. It's a little low, at least. Kind of on the safe side. I was thinking more like seventy four eight. I think they could win eighty one games. <laughs> I would be surprised if they won fifty games. That's why I, was I think LeBron and AD are both gonna play all eighty two this season. I think I think AD is going to get traded to another I, team and play eighty four. I think LeBron has a better chance of playing more games than AD does. Because he's like just that go, good at thirty eight years old. See, I'm glad you switched sides. I'm glad you're on our team now. I just like tormenting him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care. I just I'm gonna watch the Lakers fold this year against much better teams. You're gonna watch LeBron put his lashmeat on the table and destroy the West. I'm talking one seed. <laughs> Would you put money on that? Don't ask me. Then. Either one of y'all put money on first seed in the West. <laughs> one seed? Hell no. You put money on two seed in the West. Nope. Three? Nope. Four? I think they Maybe. can make a real no, push a for the sixth seed this year. I think they'll be a playoff team. I'll put money on that. Yeah, yeah I'll give you a playoff team. That fucking six teams make the playoffs. What? Actually, eight. eight teams make the playoffs. Ten. Technically. No, the play-in yeah, doesn't count. Playing. you got to make it past the play-in to be a playoff team. Oh, then eight. I'll take it. Yeah, eight teams make the play I fucking hope they make the playoffs. Do you think they have a better or worse record than the Hawks? Better. Better by a few games. I put money that they have a better record by at least three games. Yeah, what do you think a few means? Three, yeah, I'm saying I think... Uh, would you not bet on the Hawks to be worse by two and a half games? Like two and a half games? No. Interesting. I also don't have faith in the Hawks because they have given me no little reason, reason to have <laughs> such. That's fair. We also have a brand new head coach, so I don't. Know, I have zero idea on what to expect this season. Anyway, I'd put money on the Suns having a better record than the Lakers. In the regular season, yeah. Interesting. I would, too. I feel like they're about as injury-prone as the Lakers. Are. The only injury-prone guy is which team? Which team, are you, which team are you thinking? Wasn't Beal injured last year? No. Which Beal team? was more like, or Booker was I'm injured, injured because I don't want to play for the fucking Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. Which, team, blame them. which team has more wins at the end of the regular season, Lakers or Kings? Lakers. I think Kings are going to have a step, step back. back. Yeah. Kings are going to be like an eight seed. I don't know how bad. I just don't know how bad they'll take a step back. It's hard for me to imagine a team that didn't really lose anything going from, what were they, the three seed? Three seed. Yeah. All the way to the eight seed. 
Next week, we're going to predict every single Lakers game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a Lance and Jack solo episode because I will okay not sit yeah, here. For the, I will not sit here for the Lamite riding. I'd rather go bang my head outside against the wall 82 times. How many wins LeBron will have this year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might because he'll actually have to play the entire season this year. No load management bullshit. He wasn't a part of the load management thing. That was, the that other was a LA Kawhi team. and Paul George thing. An Anthony Davis thing? Anthony Davis was actually hurt. That was no load management thing. He's just a, made of glass. Not just last year, though. Most He's he's made of glass. That's The load management thing was never them. It was all Clippers, I think. It wasn't just the Clippers. M- majority Clippers. Maybe like a game or two for LeBron or Anthony Davis, but it was like 30 games for them. No, but I'm not That's saying it, it wasn't you. just the Clippers. It wasn't <laughs> just the Lakers. I'm saying it was across... Kawhi and Paul George would sit out until it was time to play the Wizards or the, the Rockets. And they'd pop <laughs> for 50 yeah. points. Get a, get, a little tune up, get a little tune-up game, drop 40. That's why Kawhi's... Oh, the Nuggets are on the schedule? My back. Kawhi's season, or Kawhi's all-time win percentage is like fucking 74% because he only plays in... In cupcake in games? Half, yeah. half the percentage of his games. Play 50% of your games against the worst 50% of opponents. It's not hard to win basketball games. But, um... I think that does it for us today. Feel pretty good about where we're at today. No, no forty-minute monologue arguments. So close. It's fun. Pretty decent episode today. Um, as always, we're out every Thursday around nine thirty Eastern time. <laughs> what you doing with your hands, Jack? It's been roughly nine thirty. <laughs> roughly nine thirty um, Eastern time. Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Check that shit out. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, all the games and shit we play. Um, and as always, we appreciate you guys for watching. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Drop a comment below. Comment. We'll see you next week. Comment Jake Go Daniels Dogs. for Heisman. Comment Go LeBron. Peace. <laughs>